Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. So we listen out and see if all that screaming did anything. You can hear wind picking up farther down the path. It's only the wind, Hesla. Are you sure? Not really. Should I use this? Magical darkness. Yes, Magical do it darkness. now. You hear a tapping sound coming from the path. Something soft sliding across stone. I just stay quiet. Yes, yeah, same. You hear it coming towards you. All right, I cast Mage Hand. You carry the rock into the open and then drop it. The tapping sounds stop and there's a little rush of air. Gusts of wind as heavy wings flap. It flies off into the darkness. <sighs> Guys, I think we're safe. Starting to have second thoughts about going that direction. We're going to go back to the opposite. That would put our minds to the west. A vast chasm opens in the ground. Maybe this is what they meant when they crossed it out. Yeah, I just turn around and start walking back toward the obelisk. You begin to hear in the distance pounding like a drum beating through the cavern. So guys, I'm really scared. What are those drum-sounding things? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Shh, you guys are speaking too loud. Quiet. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. Where are they coming from? Seem to be echoing around the cavern, but mostly coming from the direction that the other cobbles ran off in. Oh. Or the one that managed to make it away. So away from the chasm? Um. <laughs> I assume the kobolds didn't run into the chasm. <laughs> no, they ran north off of the road. And so they're just coming from the north. The chasm is at the west edge of this cavern. Hmm. Did we remember which direction the dragons are in? Because we should go in not that one. The dragons are south. Okay. Should we follow the kobolds? Maybe they're sounding their drums of war and sending an army after us. So it doesn't actually sound like drums as an instrument. It's just kind of that deep, throbbing, like deep pounding, pounding sound. Maybe mm. they've summoned their pet monster... And are sending him after us. So our best bet is to follow them and uh, take up a defensive position so that we may ambush anyone who comes out. So it's not like legitimate drums. It's more just like they're air columns, like moving our way that mimic like a war drum feel. Is it like a change in pressure almost? Make a change in pressure check. <laughs> yeah, like when you get up real high in an airplane. Uh, yeah, you can feel the pressure and almost like the airway is blowing past you of this bass sound. All right, well, I'm going to check the weather app and make sure that we're not <laughs> walking into something <laughs> we don't want to. As it takes out his loot and starts going, ding, 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 ding. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Under pressure. <laughs> so there's this boom, boom. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Yeah. That sounds really scary, guys. Sounds very drummy, too. Shaba. What? You could communicate with it if you got out your drum. <gasps> I do. I get out my drum and I begin to beat in time. You can speak its language. I have a good idea, guys. Let's make a bunch of noise so that whatever it is knows where we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm really bad at rhythm, so I try to match the rhythm of the beating, but I'm way off. Guys, should we go toward it? I think we should, because it's real scary. We're, like, never strategic when it comes to, like, pre-engagement of <laughs> encounters. You say that as if we ever are strategic in general. I Well, on, on the honor of the Rathgaunt Hills Gnomes, <laughs> starting today, we will be strategic. Shaba, why, why don't you secure the perimeter? Okay, I'll do that while I beat my drum. 
Wait, no, leave the drum no, here. Oh, okay, sorry. You I'll hold it for you. That. I thought we were being strategic. No, I'll, I'll hold your drum. <laughs> okay, I give you my drum. All right, and so it's like this, it's like huge. Put it on <laughs> your head and hit the top of it. It'll be fun. Here, Aslo, play, play my head. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in a large circle boom, while boom, they're boom. doing that, and I come back. Guys, I walked in a large circle. No, I mean... What did you find? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Sweet. I, I meant, like, stealth over to where the sound is coming from, Shaba. Do I have to spell it out for you? Sound is getting gradually louder, as if oh, something is coming Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Guys, we gotta take cover. All right, I stealth over Quick, to... Quick, into the chasm. Okay. Wait, no. <laughs> <Let's jump. laughs> I stealth over with a uh, 13 to where the sound's coming from. You can't see in the dark... Mm. Past the light that Aslo is carrying. Ow, Tokus, I just stepped on a rock. I just stubbed my toe. Thanks a lot. You were the one who told me to stealth. <laughs> well, some stealthing you're doing. You should watch where you're stepping. I can't even see. I ask Aslo to cast light on my face. <laughs> I cast it on your nose. <laughs> wow, that's bright. I cut my hand over my nose and begin stealthing towards the sound. <laughs> I don't think you can really be stealthy while you're glowing. Okay. Mm. Um, I throw a blanket over my head. No, I take my drum back from Tokus and put that over my head. So it's almost like a like a little diffuser, like a, one of those light diffusers, and it's just <laughs> like very glowing out the top, faintly glowing out the top of the drum through the goat skin. Perfect. <laughs> through the goats. Um, I think yes. we all... We're trying to be strategic and it just isn't working. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why can't we be strategic? <laughs> Why can't we actually do this? We just start running around in circles. <laughs> oh, we're like, put our hands in the air. <laughs> Except Dazlo and I can't see, so we just bump into each other and knock each other out. Oh, God, I can't see. Ooh. Oh, no. Uh, and Tokus trips over Stripey. I run over to the nearest collapsed building and take shelter, take cover. Yeah, we should take cover behind the kobolds previously standing structure. Yeah. All right, and take ranged battle positions. So you're going to run up exactly to where you fought, where there's a bunch of dead cobbles behind the wall and hide there? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, no, a little bit Wait. before that. I find the tallest wall and stand behind but it. But don't we want the cover? I either find a really tall wall that I can stand behind or a really long wall that I can lay behind. <laughs> <laughs> there are actually some intact buildings here and there if you wanted to try to go into one. Ooh, let's get, let's get one of those. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take up a super defensive position. Mm-hmm. And then we'll look out the windows into the pitch blackness. I'll do lookout, because I can actually see at least 45 feet away. 60 feet. Good call. Yeah, w didn't we get here at night? Uh, you're in the cave, so it's dark regardless, but I believe it was actually daytime, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Okay, I was just wondering if there's any residual light coming in from the whole way up above. You waited till morning before you came down, didn't you? Mm, I don't remember specifically that we camped out up there, did we? I thought we did, because we came in with all of our stuff refreshed. I thought that was just from having traveled. I think either way, we're like really far down the tunnel now, away from yeah, that yeah. main hole, right? Okay, yeah, so any residual light would be minimal anyway, even if it were middle of the day. I mean, the way that we keep time is, is it after second breakfast, or is it after second lunch? Yes, exactly. Which I definitely have not had either of those today. Yeah, what do you guys say we cook up a nice uh, egg omelet breakfast down here? That's perfect thing to do right now. We can use some cabald eggs, I'm sure. Everybody put your hand on the shoulder of the person in front of you, and let's walk in a line and let Tokus lead us to safety. <sighs> okay. Wait, but there's people coming straight towards us. All right, team, listen. 
This is my company. It's time to take charge. <laughs> We're going to hole up here in this building. This is the most defensible position. We need to lay low here and wait for them to pass by. Okay, yeah, so that's that building. We go in that building and shut the door. You end up in what seems like it was probably a warehouse at some point. Uh, there's no glass in the windows or anything, but there are a few relatively small windows, maybe a foot wide and a couple feet tall. So you could look out through those. They are fairly low to the ground, about three feet off or so. So you set up positions, you're hiding under the windows, or what? Behind the windows, inside the windows. <laughs> I think all three of those descriptions are the same thing. <laughs> we become one with the windows. And do you put out your light, or do you leave it up? Put out the light. Also take out the um, shadow stone, just to be safe, and let Tokus, like stick the front of his face just past the edge of the shadow so that he can see out of it. Ah, mm. perfect. Like one eye, maybe? <laughs> yeah, one eye right out of the sh- out of the sh- Okay, good. I like that. I will take out my lantern helm and don said helm, just in case. I don't light it. I just want to have it just in case. Isn't that what happened to the ever-burning, Wilm's ever-burning candle? Didn't it, like, become part of the helmet? Could we call it Wilm's ever-burning helmet? Because I feel like I miss out on the magical item name there. But that makes it sound like your head is on fire, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the helmet itself is not a flame. (laughs) Yeah. That would be a problem. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I'm I'm poking my face in the window? Yeah, Yeah, out of the darkness. It's just darkness with a little gnome face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You look out into the darkness, and you see the road in front of you and the buildings on the opposite side. So far, you don't see any movement except for some rocks, some rubble that begins to jitter slightly as this pounding gets closer. And then you can feel it in your feet, vibrations coming up, just shaking this whole area. Do I relay this to the team? Well, you can all feel it. Oh, okay. Guys, do you feel that shaking? Yes, Tokus, we feel I never thought about taking advantage of the fact that Tokus is the only one that can see in the dark. So I start, like, making up things that is coming, like, down the tunnel. There's like, guys, there's a huge... Uh, giant. Family of dragons. It's, it's like a jaguar. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's like this giant, like, lightning, like, cougar thing. And it's coming right at us. <laughs> guys, what do we do? Oh, no, that's really scary. <laughs> I've never seen it. I, you know what we could call it? We could call it a Thundercat. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We could. But we don't want to get sued for copyright infringement. Yeah, that would be intellectual property theft. <laughs> Tokus? Come on, Tokus. Use your head. <laughs> Shh. You can hear us. Don't say anything. Only I'm allowed to say things. Oh, look over there. It's some sort of woolly mammoth. And so, like, Tokus is just making up, like, random uh. creatures that could be passing by, but they're not. What does he actually see? Well, before you see anything else, you begin to hear the yips and cries of the kobolds, as if a great number of them are spread in the darkness in front of you. Uh-oh. Oh, they're being wiped out. <laughs> Do I see, like, kobolds flying all over the place? Just, like, kobold shields and, like, spears and... Wait, maybe they'll defeat it for us. I think it's a battle cry, Tokus. Go, kobolds, go! We, we know we can beat them, at least. Go, kobolds! Tokus, Tokus, I think the kobolds are the it. It's just kobolds. What? Oh. I don't think there's anything. I think they're just hitting a drum. Oh. 
I think they, like, they went back and got the Cobalt Army, and now they're coming straight towards us. Guys, do we have any traps that we can set? Not right now. Too late for that. Oh, blast. We really don't specialize in area of effect, honestly. I don't think we specialize in anything, Tokus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not very special, just in general. So hang on, I have an idea. What if we seal the tunnel? What if we, like, collapse the cave over that opening? Or we, like, push one of the buildings? Hey, Chaba, you're big. You can push one of these buildings down in that hole. Okay, so we are in a snow globe. Okay? Very tall ceiling, very large area, right? This is not a tunnel. It is a hu- it's a city that has a cavernous ceiling way up above. There's no there's nothing to seal here. We're just in a big open area. Well, Aslo, cast like a useful spell for once, like monsoon <laughs> or something, like do, do something, Aslo. As you're trying to discuss tactics here, finally something does come into view. Oh, what is it? And you see coming from the east, which is closer to the center of the cavern and closer to where you fought the kobolds to begin with, a group of kobolds break out of the darkness coming down the street. And they're kind of marching along in formation almost. And just behind them is a gigantic lizard Probably about tw- Ooh, 15 or 20 uh, feet long, with a cobbled riding astride it. Holy crap, dude. It's super cobbled. Wow. Tokus, I was wrong. It's not just cobbled. <laughs> and you can't see for sure what the source of this thumping is, but it seems as if the sound is passing along with this group as it's moving towards you, and the whole you know, building is shaking as they walk by. Uh, I don't think we should engage. I think we hope that they go where the dragon went. I think this is entire city is on the back of another even bigger lizard. <laughs> I think that Tokus should withdraw his face to not be seen. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say make a stealth check. Oh, no, I want I want to go under the darkness. Get your face out of there. Get your face into to the darkness. Can I go into the darkness? You still need to do so quietly with your armor. <sighs> no. But I'll say the... The darkness cancels out your disadvantage, so... Oh. Aslo, tell me I'm beautiful. You're so beautiful, Tokus. <laughs> you are so, so beautiful. You have to say the game mechanics. You can't just tell me I'm beautiful. And that gives you a bardic inspiration die. Thank <laughs> okay. you. There we go. Thank you. All right, here we go. Here we go now. Oh, I'm so glad you did, because that's probably not good enough. Because that gets negative. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to roll the bardic. Oh, that was a really bad bardic roll. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dang it. Okay, that is, despite that, a 16. Not too shabby. It's not your fault, Aslo. I rolled a bad roll. It's not a terrible roll. Unfortunately, I rolled a natural 20. You back off into the darkness but your armor jingles just a little bit as you do so, as well as all of this speaking back and forth and Aslo telling you you look beautiful. I knew I should have oiled this armor. (laughs) (laughs) One of the kobolds shouts out louder than the rest of them, and all of the footsteps stop right in front of you, and so do the drum-like beating sounds. Ooh, look over there! That gnome is so beautiful! Before you pulled back... (laughs) (laughs) Is that like the subtitles? Yeah. (laughs) Before you pulled back into the darkness, you saw probably two dozen of them, and there were likely more still coming out of the darkness into range of your dark vision. Oh my 
gosh. Oh, boy. There's a whole armada of, guys, there's a whole armada of kobolds, and they're going to leave this city, and they're going to take over the world or something. I think they call that a squad. I think an armada implies that it is either airborne or waterborne. Yeah, but what if they have kobold boats? Uh oh, then we're in real trouble. <laughs> what if they are kobold boats? <laughs> then we're in extra double trouble. <laughs> or they're just like amphibious, or they like turn into boats like transformers, yeah. like once they enter water. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that about kobolds. Tell me more stories, Java. <laughs> they turn into boats, their feet are like the little propellers, and they dive down, <laughs> but then they're just like floundering on their bellies because there's actually no water, and they're like, no, why did we turn into boats? It's a trap. <laughs> Wait, that's the secret. We we have to trigger their boat transformation. <laughs> their boat ability. Uh-huh. Aslo, you do need to cast Monsoon after all. That's totally a D&D spell, oh, right? Cast Minor Illusion. Someone can cast Illusions, right? Make it look like there's water mm. around. Okay, so I should cast Minor Illusion? Yeah. And then make a lot of glub-glub sounds. <laughs> you do realize we're, we're hosed, right? Yeah, pretty much. Probably. <laughs> Very hosed. You can hear them talking amongst themselves briefly. It sounds like two of them, one of them barking orders at the other one. And then you hear footsteps coming towards the building. Just one lone kobold, it sounds like. Hmm. Aslo, Uh-oh. couldn't you talk to that kobold and scare it off? Uh, <laughs> ooh, well, okay. Message is an option, but either way, he would know that there's someone else here. H- about how big are kobolds again, Thane? How, how tall, roughly? Two and a half, three feet tall. All right, cool. Say no more. Um, In a pinch, I have a plan. Hmm. Uh, The sound comes closer, and you hear something seems to be touching the maybe the windowsill or the stone wall of the building that you're in or something, and then it shouts something back, and Tokus, since you're still pretty close to the window, it sounds like this creature is just, like, a foot or two in front of you. Do we know what language they speak? Probably, like, Draconic, maybe? Dog, pretty sure. Dog person, yeah. It is supposed to be draconic, but I don't think any of you speak that, right? Uh, no, I don't. Let me make sure. I don't think so. Does anybody know how to, like, strategically grapple, but, like, put your hand over his mouth while we grab him? Anybody know how to do that? What role would that be? That is a, yeah, grapple check is a strength role, strength athletics, contested by their acrobatics or athletics. So you're saying I should grab the kobold with my hand over his mouth? We didn't say that. You suggested that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm looking at my items. I mean, I have random, like, alchemical components I could throw at this guy, and we see if it does something. Like, I have that pouch of fairy dust. <laughs> we can turn him into a fairy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it actually does. That'd be helpful. We do have the sleep powder. Um, yeah, but we're trying to save that. We do have the sleep powder. Yeah, we'll use it on ourselves. <laughs> Focus, do you remember what the area of effect of that stuff was? Huge. Oh, yeah. we can sleep the army. Oh, hello. <laughs> Is that what we have yeah. to do? I didn't want to blow the other This bit. might be the time for that. But I was trying to save it for a rainy day, Shava. Tokus, it is raining. It's, it is raining It is kobolds. raining kobolds. <laughs> it is pouring. It is literally monsooning kobolds right now. Yes. When is um, the next time we're going to have the opportunity to get this many people in the AOE? Probably never. <laughs> Can I, like, save, like, a pinch of this? I really want to figure out how to make my own at some point. Everything you have left is in that little vial that you've already got ready to launch. <sighs> All right, well, Aslo, you owe me another sleep vial after this. Cap that darkness. Unleash that baby. Can you put that on the list of things to replace? 
Yes, sure. So just, uh, sorry, just to double check things. So we heard it walk up and then we heard it like feeling around. Yeah, it sounds like it's probably got its hands on the windowsill. Okay, so it's probably like in the darkness at this point. Maybe your darkness goes right up to the edge of the window since that's where Tokus was. Okay. Yeah, so it's probably not. Okay, so he's just feeling around. All right, so then as far as we know, we don't have any reason to panic yet. Let's wait until we're sure that they know where we are. All right, well, I'm going to load it up, though, just in case. So Tokus, Tokus yes. is going to load up do the that. sleep vial into his vial of pulp. Mm, I think we just do it now, before they have a chance to spread out. I could probably fire it still. Yeah, you can't really be discussing all of this stuff and still be silent. Yeah, that's true. Just do it. <sighs> I've got my bow out. I do this motion. I know that I can't look at Tokus. No one but... can see anyone else. Oh, that's right, yeah. No one can see anything, period. Okay. So all this would have to be cooked up by Tokus then. Well, not, you can't even see in the magical darkness. We're all blind. No, but I saw how many of them there were. Okay, hang on. Let's rewind. Let's recap. Let's re-roleplay this. So Tokus sees a huge army of kobolds mm-hmm. and decides the only option is to either sacrifice himself or use the <laughs> sleep file. So I'm going to load up a sleep file. Why would sacrificing yourself ever be an option? Like, why is that something that your mind went to first? Well, if I lead them away, they, maybe they don't find you guys. Okay, so the three of us have weapons, and so does Stripey. He has weapons in his face. We can all fight. There's no sacrificing necessary. Well, we'll talk about this later, Shaba. Except for sacrificing Stripey. Yeah, we could. All right, so then, basically, once he gets close, we're not really able to communicate at all right you could message me yeah that's true you could message like do you but you do you read my mind and realize that i'm going for do you hear like the of the violet are you just assuming that i'm using the sleep vial like how would aslo know no you you whisper a message they can hear it and then they can reply in a whisper that only you can hear but at that point we're whispering and if he's two feet away then it's yeah it's not telepathic communication it's not quite that strong yeah, either we're actually physically whispering about all this, or we're not. Mm-hmm. And I think we are. So are, we, are we messaging, so... I think it's go time. Yep. But I don't know if it's go time, Shaw, but I didn't hear you <laughs> tell me that it's go time. No, we, we're, we were whispering about it. They're gonna find us. Let's just face them head on. I think Aslo says, hold the lines. Hold steady. Don't attack yet. Not until we're sure that we need to. All right. Put the sleep vial away, then. <laughs> No, no, it's loaded. It's loaded. They're going to be all over the cave by the time we launch that thing, if we wait. It's better to wait and have them possibly just walk right by instead of initiating a fight that we don't need to, you know? They won't walk by. They'll always always come for us. We did fail a stealth check. They're probably... Thane's probably going to have them find us out. It is inevitable. <laughs> because of all of the discussion that you did here, at least some of that had to have been whispered among your characters. It sounded like Jay was saying that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not being completely silent. They've heard something. And after a bit more talking back and forth there, you hear the footsteps moving along the road, and it sounds like they're kind oh, of... Oh, no. Are they spreading out? Is, it, is Are they making a formation? Told you. Oh, Dude, no. Hold on. <laughs> no, quick. We got to shoot the file. Do we hear one set of footsteps moving or the entire party, the whole group? Asli, you're going to get us killed. You hear many, many footsteps, and it doesn't sound as regimented as before. 
or there's kind of okay. I say, Tokus, fire it, fire it now, do it now, Tokus, fire! Okay, if you're going to actually do something, then we need initiative. Okay, okay. Oh no, guys! This is our only ace in the hole. We've had to use this before. Remember when we almost got creamed by those bounty hunters? Yeah. Oh dang it! That was a bad roll. That's not good that I rolled bad. We need me to sleep them. <laughs> Dang, dog. Shaba rolled a 20, and Stripey got a 19. Well, he rolled a 19. Oh. Dang. So Shaba's going on a 23. Stripey's going on a 19. Aslo's got a 14. Tuckus? Seven. It's all ogre now. <laughs> Let's begin with Aslo shouting to do it now. Shaba, you have the first chance to react. Uh, I cannot see. Can I reach out for the darkness stone and clench it in my fist to make its darkness stop? Do you even know where the darkness stone is? I don't know where anything is. It's dark. In relation to your body? No. You guys both know that it's on that necklace that's, that I have. Yeah. yeah. But does he know where your neck is? Make an intelligence check to see if you can quickly figure out where it is. Locate Aslo? Oh, yeah. What if he, like a memory check, if he remembers where Aslo was standing? Uh, that is a 10. Mm. We've been whispering to each other, so I would have some idea of where he is. Yeah, but you know where Aslo is, and you can kind of reach around and fumble for him, but I don't think that's enough to find the necklace exactly and last. get it done. How big of a radius is it again? Why don't you just walk out of the darkness? Wait, I can't walk out of the darkness. That would fall out the window. I take out an arrow, I put it on my bowstring, and I wait. And ready okay, so you're ready an attack. I ready in action to fire at the first thing I see when I can see. Okay. Okay, the first kobold you can see when you can see. <laughs> the first anything. Because <laughs> you I have shot see. me before, Shaba. <laughs> that, that is true. Okay. So, fair, <laughs> fair point. Wouldn't be the first time you've friendlied. Um, Stripey. Stripey does the same thing. So he just like readies his claws. He takes his bow out. And he's like, <laughs> Shaba's been training me with this bow. So he readies his teeth. <laughs> His sharp, sharp teeth. All right, Aslo, you're just shouting. No one has responded as far as you can tell yet. <laughs> I cover up the light again. I, I screw it back in, or the, the shadow, so that it goes away. Unfortunately, casting light is an action, um, but it seems necessary if Shaba or I want to have any chance in this battle, so I will cast light on my sword, one of my swords. And hold it aloft in the air for the full effect. Yeah. And with that light... Shaba and Stripey can now see. So, Shaba, you see one of the kobolds still there right in the window, and it has its head turned away from you at the moment. Ah. You can't see very far past it due to the way that the windows are positioned. So you mostly just see the ground, because they're lower than your head. Okay. Uh, I will shoot that kobold in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Called shot. Yeah, called shot. Uh, 22 to hit. That hits. (laughs) <laughs> I did not say that I marked it, however, so that will be a mere six damage. Okay. It had five hit points. All right. <laughs> so your arrow All right. goes straight through its neck, and it immediately stops its conversation with the group behind it and collapses <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> that will end my turn. Um, Stripey is not in a position to attack anyone at the moment. Correct. So. He just gnaws on the dead kobold. <laughs> and Tokus, 
you can now also see, and looking out the window, you can see that they have begun to spread out somewhat. Uh, there's still a fairly sizable concentration around the giant lizard. Mm. Mm. It looks like there's the lizard about 20 feet in front of you. Uh, with the cobbled riding it, and then maybe 15 or so right around the lizard that are in a tight squad-like formation there. And then you see them fanning out to either side around the building another couple of dozen. Okay, well, before they fan anymore, it's time to go night-night. <laughs> Tokus, you know your target. And I shoot the sleep vial out of the vial of bolt. Okay, how far are you shooting that? Because that radius... This is important. Yeah, I, I want to shoot it far enough for me. That, like, <laughs> all right, so think think like tabletop mode. So it's a nice big, like, dish of a radius. I'm going to put that dish on top of the lizard. So the lizard, like I said, is about 20 feet away from you. That's oh, it. Oh, it's only 20 feet away. Holy crap. Jeez. Okay, so I need to put it a little further. Yeah, just aim behind it, basically. It's okay if it doesn't hit the whole group. I want to make sure it hits the, the lizard guy. And so, like in other words, let's put the dinner plate of of an AOE on this thing a little bit of further. Yeah, put it twenty feet behind it. Do you know what the radius is? I don't remember if you actually learned that. Can you remind me? <laughs> uh, from what we can remember, I thought it was like thirty plus, wasn't it? Like forty? Even? It was like forty, dude. At least it was big. It was a lot. Yeah, it was like thirty or forty. I think. Did anyone write it down? Because if not, I'm not going to tell you. I what don't it think is. you specifically <laughs> told us what it was. Well, if this is the last sleep file, though, do I really need to write it down? No. Well, yeah, I don't think I specifically told you what the radius was. It was just big. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just checking. Well, maybe I should just aim for the other side of the... Is there, like, a wall over there? As a bonus action, I tie a handkerchief like around my behind face. the army? <laughs> we could win a constitution check, right? I mean, we literally have to win constitution checks for the rest of this battle if I pop this, is what you're saying. Well, as long as we're standing in the area of effect. Can we revive one another? Like, that'd be kind of a cool encounter is if, like, we're all, like, falling asleep, but the kobolds are also falling asleep, and we keep punching each other to stay awake. <laughs> as a bonus action, <laughs> I sock Aslo in the face. That would be so cool. Does he stay that awake? Sounds like a good, good time. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely my idea of a good time. All right, I will shoot it as far as I can with hopes of some of it still affecting the main forces. Give me a distance. 45 feet. 40 feet. 45 feet. Uh, you think that's the number? You're putting it 25 feet behind that lizard, dousing most of them so that it's coming right up to our doorstep. I know, but then we're not going to be able to maneuver in the room. We're going to have to stay here to fight. That's we're fine. Gonna be this is the inside, most defensible yeah. position. We're, we're, <laughs> staying, right. we're keeping up a defensive. <laughs> 45 feet out. I set the angle precisely to give it a nice arc of exactly precisely 45 <laughs> feet. And... Ka-chunk-thunk. The Damage Guild Podcast. Recommended by four out of five eldritch abominations. Hello everyone, it's Brian Stout here, the voice of Aslo Tendertoe, your favorite halfling bard. I'm just popping in with a quick reminder to please, please consider checking out our Patreon page. We have lots of great rewards on there for becoming a patron, including early access to podcast episodes, bonus audio content, and exclusive access to a quarterly live video chat with the entire DGP crew. We all get to hang out together and learn about each other's lives through a mysterious energy field that surrounds us and penetrates us and binds the galaxy together. It's called the Internet. You also get to be a part of what we're doing here. Our patrons are currently few but mighty, and their support gives us the precious lifeblood we need to keep going. 
If every listener to the DGP pledged at even the bronze $1 level, I'd finally have enough money to pay back the murderous crime lord whose cash I gambled away in a high-stakes Pokemon tournament. Wait, did I say that out loud? We'd love for you to check out our Patreon page and consider becoming a sponsor. Your support would mean so much to us. Check it out over at patreon.com slash damageguild. And until next time, stay bardically inspired. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. You launch the little ball, which at that distance there's not really a whole lot of arcing going on, so it pretty much just flies straight into the ground and shatters. (laughs) And as it does so... That gas begins to spread out, and... An atomic mushroom cloud. Everyone make constitution saves. No! <laughs> so we are going to have to do well, what I was saying. I mean, hey, we probably got all of them, too, so... Yeah, probably. But we're going to have to punch each other. One of us needs to survive this <laughs> check. That's fine. I'll punch you all day long, Tokus. I have no problem with that. <laughs> all right. Okay, hold on. 41 rolls. We do have our uh, recording oh. session inspiration. Oh, yeah. Yes. We should Good use goal. that. So I am going to use that. What does that do? Advantage. It gives us a second D20. Yeah, I like that. But only Let's one per recording session. Now, so. also before we roll, hold on, Thane. <laughs> is, the, is all of this cloud consuming the entire building that we are in, or is it part of it? Is it, like, just the front part? You can't tell because it's invisible. Mm. Huh? No, we could see it before. It was like a cloud of uh, flower. I think it did have a color, but it was faint, if anything, right? Well, I think, like... Right around the target point, you could see it just for a second, and then it spread out and was invisible from there. Well, strategically, let's think about this. We fired the sleep file. Let's survive this con check, and then let's peace out. Mm-hmm. And then get get farther back. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll fight them in a different place. Yeah. All right. I'm using my inspiration. Using inspiration. Using inspiration. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I did. <sighs> Guys. Oh, man. Oh, man. Or would you roll? Make sure you add your saving throw modifier, not your con bonus. It may be different. Yeah, true. My saving throw for con is actually <sighs> quite excellent. Question for Thane. So the halfling lucky ability, it's whenever I roll a 1 on a d20 for anything, right? Even if it's with advantage, I can yes. still re-roll it. Okay. Oh, did you, was one of yours rolls a 1? One, one of them was a 1. The other one was a 7. So can you re-roll the so 1? So I'm going to re-roll the 1. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that's a 16. Plus, much better. Something. I got a twelve. <sighs> um, Stripey got a nineteen. Plus one, seventeen. Okay. Uh, Tokus ended up with a twenty-three, uh, but I rolled a two if I hadn't used inspiration. <laughs> or well, uh, it would have been a six. I have a, pl- I have a plus four for con. Oh, <laughs> I caught it. <laughs> caught it. Hey, speaking of things falling over, that's a that's a nifty mic stand you have there, Shabe. Oh, thank you, Brian. <laughs> it, was, it was a wonderful, wonderful gift. What? Yeah, that's cool. Are you serious? Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, bro, I wasn't going to say anything because it was a very generous <laughs> gift, and that kind of, like, ruins it if you, like, tell people about it. But let, let me tell you about if, this. If you pat yourself on the back. <laughs> well, it was Santa Claus that got it for you, right? Um, well, let me tell you guys about this really cool gift. So, a certain someone ordered me a mic stand <laughs> not too long ago. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who it was, but he's a very generous person. Uh, yeah, he has see. a big white white beard, wears a red coat, <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything more than that. Thanks, Brian. Wow. Yeah, so I got a 17 con save. So, of the four of you, Shaba falls asleep. Oh, 
shucks. That's so bad. He's the biggest one. How are we going to drag <laughs> him out of here? I'm so heavy. Does he at least fall on a kobold? Uh, he's not anywhere near one. <laughs> fall out the window. <laughs> whoa, what? Whoa. However, Tokus, looking outside at all of the army of kobolds in front of you, it looks like the vast majority of them have also fallen asleep. Wow. Whew. You can see probably fewer than ten are still standing in your line of sight. Which ten? Which ten? I need to know which ten. <laughs> Not the one that was riding the lizard. Who's still out there? But just a few of them here and there that were spreading around the building. Wait, wait. The lizard riding one is awake? No. The, the lizard and its oh. rider are both asleep. Both asleep. Oh, oh boy. goodness. That's what I was hoping for. <sighs> okay. Uh, I'm going to look at Aslo and we're going to have a quick communication sesh. Aslo, we need to get shopping. We need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do anything else for your turn? Besides shoot the pulp? the vial and talk to Aslo? Start dragging me toward the rear window of the house and throw me out if you can. Yeah, can I do that? Can I start dragging Shaba? Is that possible? I didn't use my movement. I mean, you can get into position and grab on. You know what? I'm going to action surge and I'm going to start dragging Shaba. Ah, there you go. Okay. Let's get moving. All right, Shaba and Tokus like flexes his little gnomish muscles. <laughs> surge! <laughs> And I grab your leg and I start to drag you, like, and like your head's, like, hitting things. That's fine. That's fine. Don't even worry about it. Shaba, you should have really laid off those goat legs, man. I got a hard head. It's okay. So you drag him back farther into the warehouse, right? Away from the window? Uh, well, no, we need to get out of here. How about just drag me as far back as you can? If we go back into the warehouse, is it out of the radius of the vial? Judging from your last time with him, you'd think that it's not that massive that it would fill this whole warehouse, so you'll probably be fine in the back. Yeah, but it doesn't last that long. We need to get out of here before they wake up. If it's invisible, how could we have possibly known the radius from the first time we used it? Yeah, I don't think you actually did know the radius. We definitely didn't, but I'm saying, like, there's no way to actually estimate it unless it, it's, like, cloudy. Well, as you run out of it, you could feel its effect lessening, and that's about the best you could do. Let's not waste me using my axe surge to start grabbing Shaba and run, so... Do we stay or do we go? I'm still, we're still talking, Aslo and I. Aslo, you're the leader of this organization. Do we stay or do we go? I mean, I'm assuming we keep having to make checks each round that we stay in it, right? So I think we need to go. For sure. Okay, so then we're going. So we're going to go back where we came from? No, just drag me backwards away from where the vial hit. Back into the warehouse. There are other windows around if you needed to escape from those two. Oh, okay, okay. So I will drag... Okay, yeah, We the first order of business is reviving Shaba. So I will drag him, hopefully, out of the radius that we do not know. Shaba, come on, man! <laughs> you gotta wake up! So I'm, like, hitting him on purpose on things as I drag him. Like, wake <laughs> up, Shaba! Maybe sustain a little damage, maybe? <laughs> That's cool. Get some blood trickling out of your head. I'm good for it. Do you actually deal damage to him? If it has a chance to wake him up, does it? I won't tell you unless you try. Okay, I'm gonna deal a little bit of damage to Shaba. It's for your own good, and I'd, like, drag him into the walls and, like, hit him on a few different things. Worth it. Fane the sadist comes out. I, like, do one of those, like, where I kind of, like... Like like a rose. Like, beat me out like a rug. You grab him and just, like, whip him against the floor as you drag him back. (laughs) Shaba, wake up! Shaba, wake up! Three-foot gnome. Like a 400-pound rag doll. (laughs) Just, like, swinging him around with my super... Super action surge strength. <laughs> I'll have you actually roll a d4 damage plus your strength. All right. Sweet. It's for your own good, Shaba. <laughs> that's right. Because if, if he's awake for his turn, that's much more effective. 
true. Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, 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 dang it. Plus my strength, though, right? I tend to be more effective at everything when I'm awake, except sleeping. Okay, except three <laughs> damage. Three damage. All right. So you take three points of damage. Friendly and fire. you do wake up groggily. Woo! Ooh, hey. nice. Totally worth that. Shaba, are you awake? I'm still, like, swinging him around about to hit him into something else. <laughs> yes, because I'm awake. What's going on? <laughs> you make it back about halfway into the warehouse, and you think you're out of range now. You don't get that same sensation here. Phew. Sweet. I'm also probably out of breath. <sighs> Shaba. <sighs> we Uh, It's now my turn. We need to put you on a diet along with Aslo. (laughs) Hey, what are you trying to say? Nothing. (laughs) Please don't cut my paycheck. Too late. (laughs) The few remaining kobolds seem to be shouting in fear, and most of them are just scattering around. Three of them climb into the building, though, Mm. and seeing you, they open fire with their bows. (laughs) It's like one of the scenes where, like, they see you and they're surprised, and they're like, Ah! And then you see them and you're surprised and you're like, ah! And then everybody's like screaming, ah! <laughs> Two of them are shooting at Aslo. One is shooting at Tokus. Oh, wait, no, have them shoot me! Aslo! No! <laughs> I was going to maybe shield. Aslo! You're not close enough. I can't tell them who to shoot at. <laughs> I have no control over them mentally. <laughs> All three shots hit. All three? So two, two on me, one on Tokus? Yes. I'm going to use second chance Semi new ability Uh, Once per combat when hit with an attack roll Use your reaction to force a re-roll Wait but by a attack Where did that ability come from? From this card that I made up called second chance No Um, Yeah. uh, What was that it was was my feet or something You've had cool abilities like this And you never told us Well halflings do enjoy their feet that's true. <laughs> I do have awesome, awesome feet, after all. He got that ability from his feet, because he's got fancy feet and he can dodge attacks. No, I got I got the joke, Jay. <laughs> so you said it forces a reroll? Yes. And that turns it into a miss. Hey, all right. Wow. That's really useful. You saved yourself from a potential two to three points of damage. Exactly. Did we ever heal from last adventure? Yeah, dog. Didn't we take some damage in here? We fought the mushrooms, and we did not heal up after that. Yeah, I still had damage on me from the mushroom fight. And you fought the, the other kobolds, too. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't change right. my current hit points, so I was at 21 out of 42. Yikes, man. So, yeah, just letting you guys know that I was already at half health. We potentially should have short-rested, but, I mean, we didn't really have a whole lot of a chance. Ezlo takes three points, and Tokus takes... Eight. Ouch. Ooh. Maybe Tokus should shield. That seems good. It's too late. It is too late now. Oh, sadly. that's too late. Okay, that's right. I have to say it when you say Tokus is hit, correct? When you're hit, not when you take damage. Uh, <laughs> guys, I'm dying. <laughs> the feat I took at fourth level is in fact called second chance. Plus one dexterity, and then the ability to force an attacker to reroll a hit against you one time per combat. Prerequisite being a halfling. Useful. Shortly after they each shoot their bows, they all fall to the ground to sleep. Wow. All of them? Oh, Sweet cripes. Thank oh, goodness. goodness. You can still hear a couple of them moving around outside, so it sounds like they're not quite all asleep, but the vast majority of this whole group is down. Well, we have some time to plan. Uh, Shaba. Well, like we have time to shoot them while we're down. 
While they're down, I should say. <laughs> well, okay, so right. So this is different than when we had the mercenaries on us, right, Shaba? Like, we could just slaughter them all while they're sleeping. Yeah, because these are beasts, these are creatures and not humans, <laughs> we now have no moral obligation to keep them alive. Therefore, we can slay them while they're lying down. Well, I don't know, Shaba. Are they, are they sentient, though? You know, like, do they have wives and children and stuff? Yeah, but... If that's what we're going to do, if we're literally going to go around the entire group of kobolds and kill them all in their sleep. It is. Yes. Confirmed. <laughs> We'd have to succeed on our con save. So first... No, we're outside the area. No, before we go back into that mess, I need you guys to give me all of your supplies and your backpacks. I'm going to try to make some uh, breathing masks. To give me to everything. Tokus, Tokus, bear with me for one second here. Ranged... Weapons. <laughs> Say it again with me. Let's let's all repeat What am that. I going to do? Range, range weapons. weapons. Range. You want me to vile pull, kill everything? Fire, 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 fire vile. You can Take do them out it. from a distance. I believe in you, Tokus. You can do it. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I thought it might be cool to make gas masks, though. That is a cool idea. Let's think with our attacking brains, not our inventing brains. All right, well, go, by all means, Shaba, go ahead and start attacking. And, and and I do the show you the world hand motion. <laughs> like it's like that thing you do for somebody like when you're like taking a turn, then like they're also taking a turn in the car, and you're like you're like go oh, like it's, you. You, you have right <laughs> no, of way. You. Like, you could drive go, you anywhere. Go? You were gonna go <laughs> you, anyway. Just you go. Could go even anywhere you want. Right way, you just like, go. Just do it. Go ahead. <laughs> just go ahead. And so we're doing that with my hands at Shaba. I got a twenty to hit one of the lying down ones, and I mark it. BT dubs. Well, they're asleep. Do we even have to roll to hit? You do have to roll because they are prone and they're in combat and you actually have disadvantage because you're attacking at range, but then they're unconscious so doesn't that give you... So they also have disadvantage. <laughs> and do we deal crits? Or it's not like they're paralyzed. I can't imagine it would be harder to shoot a unconscious thing lying down. Yeah than it would be to shoot a running around alive thing. <laughs> Time to learn something new about did it did it D and Did it did it Dungeons and Dragons. It's probably be cancelled out, so yeah. So you hit. Alright, uh seven damage. And I shoot the furthest lying down away one. That is exactly enough. Nice. Well, I can't shoot again. So. Are we actually gonna roll all this out? Or should we, like, montage this? Yeah, dude. Because they could wake up at any time, man. Any time, any moment. We know how long the the vial lasts, Shaba. But they get to save every turn to wake up. Yeah, the unconscious section of the rulebook does not have anything about attacking such a creature in uh, in combat. Well, we need to take out the big gun, Shaba. You need to start marking. I'm probably going to have oh, to... Oh, I thought that was a 1 that I rolled in the D8. It was actually a 7. So that was 13 damage. <laughs> not 7. Um, anyway, uh, I cannot shoot again this turn, so therefore, I stop shooting. Stripey is still in the area of effect. He didn't follow us out? It's his turn now. I could only grab you, Shaba. Oh, come on, we don't care about Stripey. We'll just get you a new <laughs> friend. Have him make another save and see if he can do anything. Okay, so, uh, Stripey fails his save. He rolled a one. Okay, then he curls up and falls asleep. Blast. Oh, he's so cute. So cute. <laughs> My little stripey stripey. Me, 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 me. Little bubbles coming out. He is pretty adorable when he's asleep. Now, sap out of it, Tokus. You still want to kill that thing. <laughs> Aslo, your save. As I make my save, I shout, If I fall asleep, shoot or, me. Actually, wait, sorry, sorry. 
I made a mistake in my ordering here because the kobolds went and then made their saves, and you were also supposed to go and then make your saves afterwards. Ah. Uh, so, Stripey, okay. let's back up. Stripey's turn. Stripey runs into my <laughs> loving arms. Here, boy. I'm like, yay, Stripey! So Stripey makes it out of the area and comes toward you. Yeah. And he's fine. He doesn't have to save. Sweet. Yeah, but we should still have the whole thing where you guys are, like, having Stripey sleeping because it was adorable. Yeah, he takes a nap anyway. He's a little tired, you know. <laughs> he just curls up under my feet and takes a nap. Just a quick fiver. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then Aslo? I also run back. And so, okay, so there's the three kobolds in the building, but they're all asleep. And one of them's oh. dead also, because I yeah. shot it. <laughs> one of them's dead. Um, <laughs> one of them is asleep and dead. <laughs> <laughs> Can I attack one with a sword and then run? Uh, yeah, you have your turn. Okay. All right, I'll do that. First. With a melee attack against a helpless target, isn't that like an automatic critical or something? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm going to go with that. So I get an automatic <laughs> critical. Uh... Uh, two, so what is that, 2d8? So that'll be, uh, 15 damage. 15? Yeah, that's more hit points than they can possibly have. <laughs> and, uh... So you chop off its head? Yeah, is, is there any chance the other one's in reach? They came through separate windows, so you'd have to run over to it. Do a quick little cartwheel over to it. <laughs> that would use up some of your movement. Yeah, as long as I... Th- well, I guess I won't know for sure. I'm just gonna run, just to be safe. Okay, somersault, fine then. Okay, so is there potentially enough distance between the exploded vials effects? Like, could we make for the exit, so to speak, where or where we came in? Uh, it looks like the doorway is probably still in range, because you were pretty close to the door. If we, like, inched along the wall. No, the door itself is probably in range, but like I said, you could go out other windows. I think we need to get outside and start circling around. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we get out and maybe maybe bank for the exit, but we're still shooting these guys. Totally. That's what I was thinking. Uh, let's do that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I'm tracking with you. Okay. So you could head to the nearest window that's not inside the range. Okay. Well, I will make for the window. You can reach the window, and as you do, you look out and you see there is precisely one cobbled still standing in sight. This is on the side of the building, so you can't see their full group, but you can see one of them that had spread out. Make sure rather than running, you're strafing with your violapult aimed like that. That way, as soon as you, you know, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, as soon as you get outside that window, you can take your shot and you don't have to, like, actually turn the joystick. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're just already facing them. <laughs> Useful first-person shooter advice. Yeah. It's a little technique called mm-hmm. strafing, Tokus. Uh-huh. So I'm going to strafe towards the window because Shaba's giving me pointers. <laughs> hey, thanks for all the ranged attack pointers, Shaba. Yeah, you know. I appreciate I mean, any time, but Like, like I was asking for it. All right. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to pop a... Actually, first, as a bonus action, I would like to hex that kobold that I see. Oh. Does that use up a spell slot? It should still be active last time, actually. Wait, what? You'd already cast it last session, right? So I don't have it right now? No, so you still do. You can use the same spell that you had active. Oh, are you saying I'm just using as a bonus action, I'm mm. moving it to another target? Correct. Did you cast it last session? I don't remember for sure. I don't remember. <laughs> Did you mark it off on your spell slots? Uh, let me look. But sometimes I forget to do that, Chava. It would have either been on a mushroom or a circus bear, but probably the former. <laughs> it has a check next to it? 
which means it's not been used if I remember to click it unchecked. Well, let's go ahead and click that now. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that you haven't cast it. But but what if we go back in time and I have cast it? Then <laughs> this whole episode is ruined. Then you're still using the same spell slot because you didn't uncheck it. Yeah. So either way, you have Hex going now. You're using the spell now, so whether you used it or not before doesn't matter because it's being used. Because it would still last until now. Y- except it would matter for concentration, but we'll just say okay. whatever. <laughs> you're casting it now. Got the official Thane... DM hand wave on that one. <laughs> For dexterity. And then you attack it? I'm going to shoot him in the face. Oh, ho, 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 with a 21 to hit. Oh. Hit. Alrighty, damages. That's going to get him right in the face, I dare say. Yeah. I dare say, old bean. Mmm. See? Only four damage from the vial pulp, but five oh. from the hex. Yeah, it's good stuff, ain't it? Yeah, extra dice. Your flaming ball of curse flies at the kobold, shatters on its forehead. Is it like really cool looking, like a little fire vial, and then the pinkish, purplish Black swirl tendrils coming off of it, swirling through it, swirling around it as it like launches into his face. Yeah, and then it breaks open on his forehead into this ball of fire and the kobold just runs around screaming for a second and falls down. Oh my gosh. And he's like, ah! and then like the tendrils come out of the vial and engulf him. And <laughs> <laughs> they go into his eyes. <laughs> oh, that's gruesome. Oh, oh, this is so cool. Like Tokus is like giggling to himself like yeah. evilly. Evil things or like horrible things that happen have lately been making Tokus laugh. Yeah, we've noticed. <laughs> It's creepy. I know. I didn't used to find this so funny, but like lately, it's like horrible things or blood and gore have just been so funny to me. I can't put my finger on it, guys. That's what happens when you toy with dark magic. Yeah, maybe. I can see why the cultists like what they do. <laughs> Matter of fact, screw the triple A team. I'm joining the cult. I'll see you guys. <laughs> it's back to my turn, and you hear and see nothing happening. So... At this point, I'm going to cut out of initiative because there is no one left to oppose you. All right. I don't let Aslo deter me from firing an arrow into each and every kobold (laughs) in the vicinity. Well, you know what would be really cool for us to take down would be the leader and his mount. Well, yeah, once all the kobolds are taken care of, I just shoot a bunch of arrows into that lizard. We can't just say that we kill them all and Thane is okay with that. Like, let's let's do what we were going to do, right? Let's make for the exit or entrance, whatever it was. Right, let's make for that. Well, you're already outside. I vote that we take out the leader and his mount, and then if we have any additional time, we start taking out the little ones. Because they don't seem to pose much of a problem. I mean, like, Aslo could blast them all in one go if they're all asleep in a little pile. Just, like, thunderwave them. Well, they're a bit spread out. But that's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) we just keep going until one of them wakes up and shoot that one. (laughs) I think we should get as much free damage as we can on the leader in his mouth. That's my opinion. I agree. Okay, so that's what we're doing. We're going to focus fire? Just concentrate on him. Yes. Do we go for the leader or the mount first? The the big lizard first. The mount first, yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to move my hex to the lizard. I'll move my hunter's mark to the lizard. I will have you all make your attack rolls. You can attack in unison. Okay. All right. So here we go. 20 to hit. Sheath swords. Pull out uh, crossbow. Uh, I only rolled a 10, but... 
Isn't it easier to hit them when they're unconscious? Uh, it's just advantage versus not. No, it's the same because they're also prone, which cancels out the advantage. Yeah, so I only roll one, one d20. Yeah, it's the same. So I, I rolled a seven, but with my spell modifier, it's a ten. I got a nine. Okay, only Shaba hits. Mm. Uh, ten damage. Shoot! <laughs> on the lizard. You shoot the lizard, and then it stirs back to life and wakes up. Oh, no! <laughs> Crap. No! Uh-huh. Oh, no! Ha <laughs> ha, you lizard! And looking around, it charges towards you. Do we go back into initiative now? Tell you if it matters in a second. Yeah, we're at least 50 feet away from it, right? So, it's got a long way to run. What do you mean it's not going to matter in a second? Is it just going to one-shot us or something? <laughs> <laughs> it eats all three of us. Yeah, it just one swallows bite. us all. Whole. <laughs> It runs towards you and makes it outside of the range of the spell, you think. But that's its full turn, is just running. And its rider has fallen off and is lying on the ground. All of you can take your turns, I don't really care about the orders. Guys, there's a giant lizard. <laughs> what do we do? Fire again! Another volley! Fire! Let's get in defensive formation. So Tokus moves within five feet of everybody, even Stripey. <laughs> now fire! And then he shoots. Stripey moves ten feet away from you. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible shot. Uh, 16 to hit. Hit. Wow. 13 to hit. Hit. A five. It's actually in melee range to at least one of you. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I had my crossbow out, so. For me, or? Probably Tokus, because I think you would put yourself in front. Well, but I already made a roll for a file, fire vial. So. Just use that roll for your sword. Well, it wouldn't hit either. <laughs> it's a two. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nine. Uh, nine, da- nine damage. Seven piercing damage. So before it has any chance to do any real damage, you manage to take down the lizard. Oh. And with a roar, collapses as it's running towards you and just kind of slides to a halt. That took us his feet. Tokus, you should totally get a sample of that after we're done slaughtering these kobolds. <sighs> that would have made such a cool mount. But you could still get samples. Yeah. Honestly, there's not really any danger of you waking them up and not being able to deal with the rest of them. So I'm going to say with your plan, you can just slowly pick out a target, shoot, kill them, go on to the next one, kill them, until the thing has dissipated. Yeah, thank you. So we're going to battle montage, and it's just like a symphony like or like a ballet of like Tokus <laughs> like jump shotting and like... <laughs> yeah, we're like unnecessarily like diving <laughs> and We're just duck and roll like somersaulting over stuff. Popping up from behind walls and taking shots, and they're just all like, Stripey is like going in and eating them. And all of your targets are asleep. So. <laughs> We're just grinding XP. Is just spinning in a circle on his toes. <laughs> Think about it. If we kill them all, we can loot them after the spell di- or the vial dissipates. That's right. That's true. We should shoot the leader, though. We should focus the leader. It takes you a few minutes to just go around and kill all of them. Nice. Good grass. And yes, it is coup de grace, not coup de gras. What? Says who? Oh, man. It is not blow of fat, mm. it is blow of grace. <laughs> <laughs> See, I learned something today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, boys, that was satisfying. We can go home now, right? <laughs> I think so. So you wipe out the cobbled army, which had like 35 members in it. <laughs> wow. All right, now let's go slaughter their families too. <laughs> <laughs> to the Cobalt Village. Yeah. Curiously, you don't see anything here that seems like it would have made that thumping sound. What? What? No one's carrying a drum? Nope. And that we don't think that lizard was heavy enough to make that noise? No, when it ran towards you, it was almost silent. 
What? I loot the the mount the riders the the guy who is riding the lizard. I loot his body to see if he had any magical powers. <laughs> you can't loot for magic. You find three <laughs> magic powers in his left pocket. <laughs> I check to see if he looks like a shaman of some sort, or if any of them look like shamans, shamans of any sort. No, they all look like warriors. Huh. And we don't hear the sound anymore. Nope. It stopped when the group came to a halt in front of you. We see a mysterious shadowy figure about three feet tall up on a high rise in the distance. And just the moment that we see him, he vanishes. (laughs) Well, wait, is this a time for Aslo to do the whole detect magic thing? Yes. Yes, Kobolds are known for wielding great weapons of power. (laughs) It is odd, though, because we heard it coming towards us. From the direction that the kobolds came, and then it stopped when they stopped. So we're like 99% sure it was them, but they don't have any means. So while you guys are going around shooting stuff, I will be ritual casting detect magic. No, we're already done shooting. They're already, yeah, you already killed everything. They're okay, well then I ritual cast detect magic. And then searching the bodies, you realize that they didn't have any drums or anything. We're going to loot everything while you do that. How about that? Yeah. I go around and retrieve some arrows. All right, so what do we collectively loot? If we were to loot every single NPC that we see, like, what would be the collective, like, bounty? So they've all got bows and swords and ratty armor that's not worth a whole lot. You also find 32 gold coins. Ooh, hello. Wow. Hello, party right gold. Toka shares it with the party. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's generous of you. I'm saying you collectively all find that, as well as 26 silver and... Four million copper. <laughs> hundred thirty-three electrum. This is harvested it straight from the copper mine. Hundred thirty-three electrum. This is the old, old school man. These folks oh, are that's right. back from back in the day. They looted it off all the dwarf corpses in the city. Other than that, they don't really have a whole lot of value. There were some rations on them that you probably wouldn't want to eat. Mm. I mean, if they're plain... Some of them have some little trinkets and things, but nothing that looks particularly interesting. Stripey would destroy some cobalt rations. He would also destroy some cobalts. <laughs> yeah, he'll just eat that them. Too, he so. forget the rations. Yeah. He'll just... We can just tie a few of them onto a rope, drag them behind us, and then let Stripey snack whenever he's hungry. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh. so then I ritual cast Detect Magic. And when that goes off, you see that one of them... Has magic boots. <gasps> magic What? He's positioned next to the giant lizard and looks like he was walking alongside it. He's also got a slightly nicer equipment than the rest of them. Looks like he was probably leader or sub chieftain or something. Oh, wow. Those boots look like they would fit me perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're perfectly Shaba sized. <laughs> I go up and inspect the boots, holding up his dead foot and inspecting <laughs> their cowboy boots the, the boots of come here are uggs these ones are cowboy boots we just like imagine like the worst boots ever these are clown shoes <laughs> that's why they're so loud so stiff soled leather boots they seem unusually sturdy and heavy as you're trying to lift them up and look oh. at them they don't look all that fancy or anything and you don't see any clear markings on them Maybe these are the ones that were making that noise. Maybe these are drum boots. Hmm. Someone put these suckers on and give them a try. <laughs> so we hand them to Shaba because he knows how to drum? All right. I take out my drum. <laughs> do you do like a little tap dance show for us? <laughs> but he can only fit his big toe inside the boot. Well, no, don't magical items resize for the user? These boots do expand to fit your whole foot. Mm. Yeah, but like 
we can't use them after Shaba uses it, right? Or can they shrink? <laughs> no, yeah, I just stretch them out really, really a lot. <laughs> Shaba, try these on. Okay, I put the drum on one foot, the a boot on one foot, and then another boot on one of my arms and walk around on all fours. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Aside from looking very strange, nothing happens. <laughs> Okay, I take the drum off of my foot, put it on my head, and then put the other boot on that foot. And then I walk. Nothing happens out of the ordinary. Oh, you have to stomp, I bet. I stomp real hard when I walk. When you do so, a thunderous boom emanates from your footsteps, and the Ah. ground shakes all around you. That tickles my toesies. Anyone within 15 feet... The other two of you need to make a strength or dexterity saving throw. Your choice. Oh my goodness, Shaba. What are you doing? What are you doing? Alright, I roll. Strength or dex? Yeah, your choice. Uh, uh, Save? Mm -hmm. Alright, Tokus will make a 22 strength save. That'll be a 22 dex save, actually. I'm doing like one handed push ups during (laughs) Shaba's tremors. Stripey got a six. So both of you managed to keep your footing, but Stripey is knocked prone? <laughs> <laughs> he just flips over onto his back. Ah! Ah. <laughs> Whatever that means for a badger. That would be really good on a melee character, I bet. I bet it would. I will trade you these super comfy Uggs. <laughs> and Stripey was also probably right next to you, right? Like, following along. Yeah. Oh no, does he take damage? He will take three points of thunder damage. Oh, Stripey, he'll never forgive me. <laughs> he literally won't, like, ever. Oh, well, Stripey only had five hit points, so he now has two. Oh no. Coolest magic item yet. Period. This is pretty sweet. It's okay, Stripey. Tokus will be a great master. <laughs> I'm going to stomp all over Stripey with these if you give them to me. These boots go against everything I stand for. I can't be stealthy if I'm making super thunderous earthquakes every time I move. And Tokus is already not stealthy. It wasn't happening when you were just walking around. It was just the one stomp that sent out this shockwave. Uh... I got to admit, I kind of do like that. But I am not a melee fighter. So. Yeah, so these would be good on Aslo or myself. What do the boots that you have on do, Tokus? They just come to you? They're really stylish and comfortable as well. <laughs> they look, they look like these are Uggs we're talking about. And Aslo doesn't like to wear shoes. So, I mean, you can give them to you or you can give them to Stripey. All right, well, here, you take the cacophonous cowboy boots. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll take the boots of Kamir. Do they have, like, spurs on the back of them? Oh, they totally do. No. Definitely. <laughs> Thane's like, no. They're not cowboy boots. Don't listen to Thane. He's not in control here. <laughs> the first thing I do is I add cowboy spurs. I'm kidding. That'll make noise. It'll make my stealth checks even worse. All right, write those puppies down. And then, Jay, you write down the boots of Kamir. The the what? The cacoph? The cacophonous cowboy. The cacophonous cowboy clogs. <laughs> or cleats, perhaps? Cleats. I am very excited. Is this because the other day I told you that your magic items are kind of lame? <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, I'm sorry that it's come to this, where you're like making items that clearly are for Tokus's proclivity. These boots were placed as I designed this cavern, so oh. it wasn't based on anything you said specifically. How do you spell cacoph? Cacoph. C C A C O P H A N O U S A O U S Cacophanus. Oh, fanus. And they are the. Cacophonous cowboy cleats. Cleats. 
Um, it's no P H O N O U S. Wait, what is it again? Oh yeah, cacophon. Yeah, C A C O P H O N O U S. Cacophonous. All right. So the cacophonous cowboy cleats stomp to activate deal <laughs> three. What was it? Deal three. Creatures within five feet that fail their saves take one d six point of thunder damage. Creatures within fifteen feet have to save or fall prone. Definitely write that down. That is a super cool. We need we get some super cool items for the other guys eventually. But this is clearly like an Aslo or a Tokus item. Aslo wears no shoes, so I think it's a Tokus thing. You would probably be willing to wear the comfortable boots. They are Uggs, though, so probably not. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Yeah. Pass. Oh yeah. Now <laughs> I have to imagine Shaba wearing really big Uggs. <laughs> Those are yeah. I mean, the boots that I had were kind of similar. They were like fur on the inside and everything. These yeah. ones just look less shoddily made and shoddily maintained. Less shoddily. <laughs> shoddily made. Less shoddily made, yeah. yeah. You might want to Febreze them before you put them on. All we need to do is get you some apple bottom jeans. <laughs> We've got the boots with the fur. Oh, that would be a really cool item, like apple bottom jeans that like have slow fall built into them. Like their umbrella, <laughs> like they, they turn it umbrellas if you're falling. <laughs> umbrella pants. Uh, yeah. Oh, the pants of umbrella. They're like the stud muffin armor. <laughs> just apples come out of your bottom when you. <laughs> Shaba, can you can you make me a muffin? I'm kind of hungry. Oh yeah, here. Just give me a compliment and press one of these studs. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of apple bottom jeans before. It's just about lyric for a song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Moving right along, then, shall we? Yeah, guys, I think our job here is done. Uh, yep. Okay, so we've explored the one way, and it was not what we thought, and then we explored the other way, and it was... And it was uh, everything we could have ever dreamed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think it's time to go home, pretty uh, much. Uh, yeah, I think so. We should go home? No. Um, let's go to over to the temple area, wherever we think that is. Okay. That would be mm. directly opposite the way that you went. So we went to the Mithril Mines, but they were blocked off because well, of they the were, chasm. Yeah. Have we been to the Platinum Plaza or the Eldrazar and Bastion? You haven't. They are in the same direction. Okay. So then we go in that direction, right? Because we don't want to go to Glenhammer Hall because there be dragons. I thought, yeah, I thought we've tried two different ways, though. We tried the one way, but that was the dragon way, and we decided that that was wise to not uh, go that yes. way. Got it. Okay. So you pass through the central crossroads and continue on. As you walk down this new road, you catch a whiff of some foul odor. Ew. The smell of filth grows stronger the farther you continue, and here and there you can see mounds of bones and waste in various states of decomposition. It's those circus bears again. Mm. I hear Stripey's stomach growl. <laughs> I hear the squeak of a unicycle off in the distance. <laughs> no! <laughs> They're everywhere. They're watching us. The smell eases slightly as you approach a pair of large statues flanking the path, where it widens into a large open area. Are these statues armed? I'm about to describe them. Are they also <laughs> legged? <laughs> well, interestingly... One of the statues has been broken off at the waist, with the upper half of it lying in a few pieces on the floor. Both statues seem to depict dwarves. The one that is still standing is holding a hammer in one hand, which is at his hips, with the other hand outstretched, palm up. The other statue, you can't really tell what it had on it since it is now shattered on the ground. But once you pass the statues, the ground is free from significant debris except for a few stalactites that seem to have fallen from the cavern ceiling and shattered some of the flagstones. 
So I don't trust statues like that. Me neither. Can we go back and inspect it? I don't want it to come alive and, like, chase after us. Yeah, I've had far too many D&D statues come to life and try to kill me <laughs> to think nothing of those statues. Shaba, can you lift me up there and put me on the hand? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, first of all, how large is large, exactly? Large for dwarves, which is, like, five feet. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> statues are about ten feet tall on a pedestal that's about two feet off the ground. Give me a boost, Chaba. I do. I chuck him up there. Can I reach for the for the arm or the hand? Sure. You climb up onto the hand. <sighs> okay. And you're now sitting in the dwarf's hand. I'm right where the statue would want me if it can come alive. All right, let, I'm going to inspect it <laughs> from up here. You should poke it with your sword to see if it comes to life. No, I'm going to... Ju- I want to inspect it. Oh, that was bad. Eleven? It seems like ordinary stone. Good craftsmanship. Depict signs of being dwarven made, but aside from that, you don't see anything unusual or interesting. So, like, what do the joints look like? Like rock? Oh, it's it's all okay. So, if it has been animated, it's it's been magically animated. I was just trying to see if it like mechanically beneath had some sort of like gears or anything like that. You don't see anything mm-hmm. that indicates machinery. All right. So, hey guys, if if it does come to life, it's probably magical means, and then all of a sudden it like. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, dude, what kind of clothes are the statues wearing? Are they dressed, they're dressed like warriors or... No, actually, this one seems to be wearing just a big sturdy tunic with an apron. Like, maybe he's more of a blacksmith or something with a hammer. Okay. Hmm. Uh, can I make some kind of check just to see what I might know about it? If it would be uh, religion or... Uh... I think blacksmiths are revered almost like warriors in dwarven culture. Yeah, I mean, you could try history, maybe? History? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the other one I was looking for. Perhaps I could uh, persuade it with a persuasion roll? No? Okay. Alright, history. That'll be an eight. This is Grobnar the Gullible. He was turned into a ten-foot-tall statue. (laughs) An evil witch. Okay, yeah, you don't know anything particularly interesting about it. As Shiva said, dwarves do renown their blacksmiths. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry, guys. I got nothing. Tux, you should jump up and down a couple times. Maybe poke it in the palm with your sword. I I was going to say something really nice to the statue so that if and when it does come alive to try to kill us, it maybe remembers what we said. So I say some, I whisper some sweet nothings into the stone (laughs) ear of the statue. Yeah, leave a nice note in his palm. It says, don't kill the AAA team. Yeah, and I'll I'll write him a note. Just write it directly (laughs) on the palm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to write on the statue. This is a relic. This is a piece of history. Make it say, like, note to self, don't kill the AAA team. That way he thinks he wrote it. <laughs> oh, so they can read it when it wakes up? <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> like, I try to write it in Dwarvish. All right, guys. Well, I think unless there's anything else, I say we move along and cautiously. All right. Can you catch me, Shaba? I check the statues for hidden doors and compartments. All right. So Togus is going to jump off believing that Shaba will catch him. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me right, Chaba. What? Oh, that's a 19. And Tokus hits the ground because you missed catching me. <laughs> you go around the outside. You're pretty sure that these statues aren't hiding anything. Dang it. Well, so much for that idea. Let's move along, troops. Yeah, let's go. So you make your way across the plaza. The platinum plaza. Is it all made of platinum? We should start digging. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it looks like this would be... Maybe a marketplace or something. It's just a wide open area with plenty of room for dwarves to do whatever dwarves do. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> drinking and heckling? Yeah. Now, as you make it about halfway across the plaza... Is there anything at the center of this plaza? Is it just an open plaza? Shh, shh. I hear the universe rolling dice. Quiet. <laughs> He's totally rolling dice, Shabba. No, Aslo. we're in for it now. Fate is rolling our, our very lives in its hand. Little plastic <laughs> fate balls. You don't notice anything particular at the center, except that there's a big stalactite hanging over it, but there are several of them around here. The ceiling's mm. only about 35 feet up in this area. Mm. Okay. So structurally, there's nothing like that they built at the center of this. It's just an right. open... Is it paved? Not paved exactly. It has big flagstones on it, like the road has. What's the structural integrity of those stalactites? Rocky? They look as though the rock is d- literally dripping from the ceiling. And has created- <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious how strong they look, like a well-placed explosive might dislodge them. Uh, maybe some of the smaller ones. There's the big one in the middle that seems pretty sturdy. Yeah, just just curious if we need to f- hit the reset button. We don't have my reset button anymore, guys. I'm fresh out. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. We have to actually fight stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the sleep vials? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're all yeah. fresh out. What about something that might be able to melt through that rock? Anyway, what happens? <laughs> yeah. As you're watching the ceiling and all the stalactites and everything, that big one in the middle suddenly shoots out tendrils. What? Oh, oh my goodness. Shoots out of the side oh. and down like 20 feet to reach you. What? It's still there, or the it, like, flies off? And no, it's still attached to the ceiling. Still attached, okay. Dude, what? Ow! 